0: Around here just doing a, a solo session of this uh episode. Got a couple things in the works that are gonna be coming up real soon. Got a real big surprise in about a couple of uh in a couple of weeks. I want to tell you guys about it's really cool stuff, so but we're not there yet today. Today I want to talk about Titans, the TV show, and I guess on the CW or WB or whatever that network's called. Uh, we're watching it on Netflix. And, um, I was really excited to see the show and I didn't think we were going to get the opportunity till Netflix suddenly said, Hey, we're getting the show. And I was counting the days until we got it. So the wife and I watched it over a span of several days and, um, wow, did I really like it? (laughs) It really tickled my, uh. Pickled my inner comic book geek. Um, Now, to give you a little bit of background on this, um, as a kid from the 80s, I was a kid in the 80s, um, I definitely, definitely read the new Teen Titans comic book under Marv Wolfman and George Perez. Um, Now, as a kid collecting comics it was very difficult to collect all the issues because you'd have to go to your local corner store hope they actually carried the comic and uh, be diligent about going and picking the comic up and that's if someone else didn't buy it so um, I think all in all it was a 100 issue run and I probably had about 10, 10 issues of that run but uh, later in later years, I went to the, the nickel bins, or the quarter bins or the dollar bins, and uh, tried to fill in the holes in my, uh, in my collection. And uh, I think I got up to 30 issues or something. I was actually going to pull out the old pull up the old box and see where I ended up. Um, and I've also been eyeing. they have omnibus editions of the entire run. Uh, you can collect. If you buy them through Indigo, they're generally forty-five to fifty percent off the price, which is they're generally about hundred to one hundred and twenty bucks a piece for each collection. And there's like four of them, I think, or five of them. So I'm eyeing it. It's a, it's, a, it's a big investment. It's a big expense. And uh, you, you know what's interesting? So this series comes out in and around the time that, uh, George Perez has officially retired, uh, from comic books. Um, he's been doing comic books his entire adult life, I think. And, uh, his output, like the amount of work the guys put out is ridiculous. I think back in the day, I think he had, he must've had an output very similar to John Byrne and John Byrne was a workhorse. Um, and, Similar styles, John Byrne, um, and uh, and George. They had a very, very similar style, style that I that really appealed to me. Uh, I loved, I loved how they. uh, I don't know. I just liked their line work. It was everything perfect for what I liked. So George Perez retires. I finally get to see Titans. And uh, I had a after watching the show, I had an inkling to to see if I could <laughs> pick up the either some trades or something. It's kind of funny. I don't know. Is this one of those things, serendipity, or I don't know—is that the right word? Uh, where all this stuff was kind of lining up. Maybe it was a smart marketing. But anyway, regardless, um, so we got through the series. We got through the show. Uh, it wasn't difficult. I was hooked. Um, I think I might get into spoilerish territory here. So if you're listening, um, I guess back off right away. Don't want to spoil anything for anybody. If you haven't seen the show, go watch it. Come back. We'll talk about it some. But um, the the it worked really, really well as a TV show and as an edgy TV show with all the swearing and, and stuff because t- Titans was always edgy and, and talked about issues that were edgy. And, um, like the whole thing, I don't know if anybody knows about this or, you know, what your knowledge of the Titans are, but there was a whole really creepy thing with Terra was one of the later Titans that came along and, um, and her guy, hang on, I'll give you right back. So she had this weird, strange relationship with Deathstroke who, uh, later moved on to be a, a major villain, um, moved on to be a major villain for, for DC in general um, he, he kind of had some equivalency to Deadpool, I guess, in some extent. He was um, he was a uh, an assassin with a perfect eye, perfect aim. Um, he was basically he was capable. I think in later years he was capable of taking out the entire Justice League single-handedly, one at a time or something. He was just so. Skilled, and he was just a normal guy with an uh, an, an amazing ability to aim, uh, a sense of accuracy, I guess, more than anything. So, anyway, um, so I mean, that was an edgy relationship within the comics. Uh, that whole thing, he kind of looked after her. He he, spoilers if you haven't read the comic books. Well, I'm not going to spoil it. Um, she had a weird relationship with uh, with uh, with that guy so and when she was introduced she was introduced w- with a specific intent in mind by the uh, by the creative team so um, like very interesting like a lot of edgy stuff was going on there the concept of the Teen Titans the original Teen Titans before they became the new Teen Titans was one of um, you know, there's, it's a sidekick book, it's all the sidekicks together, um, and it's kind of played up in later years that, you know, they kind of put them all together under the leadership of an established DC hero to kind of keep tabs on them, because they're going to keep trying to fight crime and doing things like that, and, but, I mean, they are still young teenagers, and, um, you know, the, you, you can't be doing stuff like that, like, uh, There's also, uh, at the time, uh, edgy relationship between uh, Dick Grayson, Robin, or later later become Nightwing, and uh, Corey Ander, who was the uh, the alien on the team. So um, that was edgy at the time because they, you know, they were having a sexual relationship. Oh my God, people do that. So. It pushed the envelope at the time. I really enjoyed it as a kid reading this and rereading it into my twenties. And it was one of those things. Even though I only had like probably thirty issues, I'd go back and reread. I reread it like over and over and over again. So when this series popped up on my radar, I saw that you know the, the original trailer, and it's got the infamous. And you've probably seen it. If you haven't, check it out. But there's a line in the trailer. Where they're all kind of, you know, Robin shows up and everyone's all, oh my god, Batman's showing up. Because, you know, Robin is the precursor to Batman showing up. And they're all like, oh my god, Batman's showing up. They don't give a crap that Robin's there. Like, what's what's Robin going to do? He's just the psychic, you know. How dangerous is Robin? And Robin just trounces them uh, in this trailer. Just trounces all these hoodlums. And then at the end of the trailer and I don't know if it sequentially happened that way in the show but in the end of the trailer he's like fuck Batman so this is a very different show but it really does follow a lot of the principles of the new Teen Titans and later Jeff Johns' run um and he ran it with uh is it Dodd, Dodman Dodman I think is the uh is the artist god I'm kind of, I'm, I'm doing this on the road. So my rec, you know, remembering every little detail sometimes fails, but, um, anyway, um, the series like really followed a lot of that stuff. It it really paid attention to, you know, what was going on. Oh, I'm on the wrong side of this place. I'm actually just, so you know, where I'm at, I'm actually getting air from my tires. All these sudden changes in temperature, have really, um, uh, oh, there it is, I'm trying to find the air pump, to pump air into my tires, I got one tire that's really low, hope it's not, a... all right, I'm going to take another pause here. See how much fun I did! hanging out with Jean Sh- rama on a Sunday. So the so I, I really like that it kept the edginess. Um, in recent years, or I guess maybe not so recent years anymore, they've uh, changed the Titans to be more of a more of a I don't know, like Teen Titans Go. It's kind of got this funny um, anime style to it. And it's, it's, I don't know if I'd call it joke per se, but it's definitely not the, the serious thing from the eighties or even the, the serious thing from the, I guess the 90s or 2000s when Jeff Johns was writing it. It doesn't, uh, quite have that same, that same sort of, um, edginess. It's a different kind of edginess. It's, it's, it's it's a humor that's... Uh, I mean, it's really funny that Titans go, but this this show, this live-action show, is, is really the epitome of what happened in the 80s. And when the first few episodes of the show, it's like, oh, okay, well, this is, you know... It seems like it might have been a slightly different take uh, on the source material, which I was okay with, because, I mean, you can't completely rehash... Or you can't just take what was there before and just you know literally do exactly the same thing it's it's never that entertaining but how the team came together was different than in the comics which was you know a good idea but there was a slow build so when it started out i'm like okay well some of my favorite members are not going to be part of this team but i'm okay with that it was you know it was a four-person team and that's how they hinted it but as the as the series progresses um, they add in Hawk and Dove, which they're not members of the team, but they have a whole story arc, or maybe they are members of the team. I'm not really sure, but they actually played Hawk and Dove in a very interesting way that felt Watchmen like to me, and that you know these are just two people fighting crime. They put costumes on, but they're not—they're not the best. They don't have superpowers. They're pretty good, and um, but they're definitely mortal. Um, so that that's the one thing I like about DC Comics is someone can go put on a costume and not be the best and still, you know, make a difference and still fight crime. Um, not everyone's Batman, you know, where they can do anything and everything and they are the best of everything that they do. you get guys like, uh, oh man, I think it's Cat that cat name is that guy but there's you got guys who oh he was a professional boxer so he's really good at boxing like that's his that's his shtick um, but I mean he's not good at you know 10 different martial arts he's good at boxing and he's probably going to get trounced you know a good chunk of the time but they have those level heroes but then they also have like the gods like you know Hawkman and Superman and you know all those and Wonder Woman like all those like sup- supremely powerful Uber almost gods. So they actually showed that side which, which was nice uh to see with Hawk and Dove. So anyway, as the series progresses, suddenly they're introducing Wonder Girl or, or like what like Diana Diana not Diana Donna Troy, sorry. And i'm like what what like i didn't know she was going to be on the show i was really excited because i really liked the dynamic in the comics with donna troy and um and with robin like they had even though like th- this is what i like you can have respect as a superhero to a superhero in dc um like it, in marvel I guess maybe not everyone, people, people mocked Hawkeye, I think a bit. Um, you know, he's just a guy with a bow. Um, but captain America got the respect. It was begrudging, but people just couldn't help but respect it. like Thor respected cap, but in, in DC, you know, Robin on the teen Titans is respected. Like, Oh, you're a partner to Robin or sorry, partner to Batman, but you're still like the shit. Like you're still the guy like you're, I mean, you're partners with Batman. Oh my God. But Dick Grayson is just the guy who's, you know, trained his, his whole life. He's a, you know, really good fighter and got some pretty good deduct, you know, pretty good detective. But is he more than that? Like, but there's a respect given to anyone who goes out and has fought crime and dressed up, you know, in a cape and cowl. And I like that, like, I like that identity or that stamp that DC has. And this is definitely the case here. Like, you know, you've got uh beast boy or changeling, whatever you want to call him. And, you know, he changes from, you know, a kid into a, an animal, green animal, mind you, but an animal and, You know it's pretty tough like he's a tiger is and then uh you know you get starfire or coriander uh who she can you know shoot you know heat blasts and all that stuff like you get these and then never mind rachel Yeah, like you know she's like uber power you have all these uber, uber powerful people but somehow robin is able to stand toe to toe with them i like that i I like there's a dichotomy of power levels but there isn't really like they still treat robin like he has the same power level even though he's not shooting you know beams out of his eyes or or anything like that he just gets that respect because um as a as a tactician because really that's you know I, i find that's his big thing and that's batman's big thing is they're tacticians they figure shit out they figure out ways to beat opponents. Like they're, they're thinking, they're not just, you know, it's, it's not all muscle. They're, you know, figuring stuff out. Like, it's really cool. So I, you know, I I like that and they kept that in the show. So I really enjoyed the, the slow build of introducing the characters kind of one at a time. They're slowly brought together and they're, you know, they're taking the time so you, sorry I just came from outside it's really cold Whew. anyway so they're taking the time to introduce each character one at a time to get to know them and then finding a logical way to bring them together I totally it was really good I really liked I really liked Dick Grayson you know they actually delved into you know why he became uh, Robin and you know how Bruce brought him in and they really covered. They covered a lot of that stuff, um, and from a from a writing standpoint, they used R- Rachel as the focal point, which I really enjoyed that, because you know using her powers and stuff. It was, it was a great way to logically bring them together, and um, I, I kind of expected it to be more grounded, like it's a TV show, right? So, and it's not you know aligned with Supergirl. And arrow and flash and all that stuff, so I was thinking maybe they had a lesser budget, but they actually they're exploring Starfire. They're exploring you know her alien origins. There's budget there. She I mean when she uses her powers, it's you know there's there's money being spent there. So there's a lot of stuff in there that I really, really enjoyed, and they, they it kept getting bigger. so it started small. Um, and then it just kept getting bigger and I'm like, holy crap, like you guys are actually doing this. And the further in it got, the closer it got to, I don't know if tone is the right word, but the heart of what the new teen Titans was that a uh, Wolfman and Perez that gave us in the eighties. I mean, this, this, this show's really good. <laughs> I was <laughs> really kind of astonished. That we were going to get the things he gave us. And then when Donna Troy was introduced, I'm like, what the heck? Like, for real? Like, we're actually going to do this? I don't know, it was cool. But to see that she was on, like, that she's, you know, her and Robin are on par and she's kind of mocking um, Robin like this, you know, not rivalry, but I don't know, it was cool. Like, they really, you know... They really handled the characters well. They didn't shy away from anything. You know, they just went ahead and, you know, they they looked after things. They looked after the characters. They really did. They wanted to make sure that, um, you know, the characters were looked after properly. And, man, like, the funny thing is, I mean, I really like Flash. Um, and I really like Supergirl. I'm kind of working through those series now that they have them on Netflix. And, um, I don't know, man, pretty freaking cool. So I think overall the way the show progressed, uh, the way they introduced the characters, the way the storyline flowed was natural. It had it had a beat to it. Um, does it pay homage to what came before? Yeah, it does. I thought it was going to totally bypass the uh, Perez uh, Wolfman era, which it did not—not not even close. Um, I thought it would lean more towards the Jeff Johns era, which it did. It did lean towards Jeff Johns, but it leaned—it wasn't exclusively one or the other, it was both, like, they, it was a nice mix, and I, I gotta say, I, I just saw Aquaman, uh, which, you know, which I really, really liked, it was a lot of fun, and, uh, Jeff Johns, I think, has been given the creative reins to the, to the television and movie side of things, and his name was prominent, um, on the, in the credits for, for Titans, I, I think, th- They may have found their Kevin Feige and Jeff Johns. I mean, the guy loves what he's doing. So on the tales of that, on on how much I really enjoyed this, I've put an order in for the Titans omnibus. And before I hit send, the wife said, oh, let's wait a second. Wait, wait. Because I think she's interested now, too, because she watched it with me. But I went on a a big um, run of of um, DC stuff. Uh, I'm reading Wonder Woman now. I'm reading some Batman. I've just been going to the library and taking stuff out. And, you know, really, really liking the DC stuff. I was always a Marvel guy. I always loved the Marvel stuff. Um, But I just... I, I couldn't seem to get into the DC stuff. I mean, I was a DC. I was into DC as a kid. You know, it was all... It was more bright, more colored, more super heroic. There was less nuanced than the Marvel stuff. Which as a kid that you know really appealed to me. But then in later years, I'm like, I don't know, maybe I'm going back to DC. I mean I haven't I only collect one Marvel title at the moment. So from a guy who used to collect 25 titles a month, I've gone from that to, you know, one title a month. The wife has got, I think, three titles a month she collects. It's crazy. So, thumbs up, thumbs down, Titans? Yeah, thumbs up, all the way up. Really enjoying it. It feels more like a companion show to Daredevil, which is a Marvel character, than anything happening with Supergirl, um, Arrow, any of that stuff. Um, Tonally, uh, the, the, the way the story is told, everything... It doesn't fit in with the uh, the D- the other DC stuff on TV, um, which is a good thing. It's its own thing, which is great. But yeah, it feels if you like Daredevil on Netflix, and I'm not talking about any of the other series on Netflix from Marvel, but specifically Daredevil. This feels very tonally the same. Um, a lot of the same stuff, and it's amazing how they can still keep it grounded while not being grounded, and, and it works. It actually really works. So, kudos, DC. I mean, the one-two punch of Aquaman in this, man, I'm actually looking forward to Shazam now. Um, it seemed a little bit wonky, but I remember the way Shazam was treated in Kingdom Come, which I had, you know, supremely enjoyed Kingdom Come. I mean, how could you not? Uh, if you haven't checked it out, you should go check out Kingdom Come. It's it's quite good. It's one of those you know you want to buy this graphic novel, and it was an Alex Ross uh, work. So I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm in. Anyway, um, reignited uh, with um, with DC, and so I, you know when you, when you really turned on by something like this, you kind of. You find yourself the, the news that you're trolling is a little bit different. And uh because I mean I read a lot of comic book headlines. I don't really know what's going on in Marvel right now. I mean I collect one title and I, like I said that that's it. So I don't really know what's going on. Um but I've been reading the stuff I've been pulling from the library has been related to, to the the new fifty two and uh I don't know it was called Rebirth or, or something. Where um they made a link. This is one of the hardcovers I took out of the library. Oh, what the hell, Doomsday? Doomsday Clock. Anyway, basically, uh, the big reveal at the end is that the Watchmen, specifically Doctor Manhattan, so Doctor Manhattan, he was the big blue guy from the Watchmen. He's got some sort of weird plan, and he's actually folded a piece of time out, and. Um, it's screwing up with the DC universe. So now I'm like, uh, well, the Watchmen, the what, the Watchmen were always kept separate from the rest of the DC universe, and now they're folding it in with this grand epic storyline. And I'm like, I don't know what, I don't know what's going on, but I, I want to find out. So um, all the headlines I've been looking at DC is just seems to really be you know kicking up a notch, and they've you know they've taken a concerted effort to if you're going to do an event the way they're doing it it's not going to discontinue what is working it's going to keep a flow um and when i read some batman i guess about a year ago i really liked it like the the writer on that has been you know really good and i don't know i would i collect again i, I don't know collecting so expensive i'm enjoying reading the trade paperbacks Uh, from the library, and, you know, it might entice me to maybe go pick up a, you know, a trade DC title. Uh, Oh, and if you're going to buy your trade titles, if you're not going to buy it from your local comic book shop, which you should, um, the second place to go is uh, definitely Indigo, Um, unless you have an Amazon uh, Prime card. Uh, The best financial deal you're gonna get is definitely from indigo just saying Um, so anyway so that's that I think I'm on my way home I'm just trying to find a way to be able to stop the podcast as I'm driving as you know I record this on the phone most of the time so I'm gonna cap it off here Um, I had I had a lot of fun with this I'm enjoying the DC I'm enjoying the DC again Uh, Let's see if they can uh, maintain the momentum at least in the film world and um, in the comic world and yeah It looks like I'm dipping my toe in all thanks to Titans See what a good show can do or a good movie can do it can ignite both sides of the fence I Mean I haven't bought a DC title in forever and now I'm actually like yeah, I might buy some That's insane that is insane that's what a good show can do and if you follow a good cinematic side to your company and you follow that up with um you know good writing so people go back to the comics and they're not carbon copy stories from the movies they're actually new stories same characters but maybe slightly different man that's that's a home run from DC. You know, I really like the plan they've laid out because it, it's working for me. Like I'm, I'm in, I'm in, I might be all in. Oh my God. Imagine converting from Marvel to DC. I'm really curious what, um, comic basics has the, the, their whole take on this. And, uh, maybe I got to get these guys in the show. We got to talk about this DC versus Marvel thing. And uh, to get their perspective on it. Man. All right. I'm going to cap it off here. Had a fun time with you guys today. Again, a couple weeks, something very special coming. There's been hints sprinkled all over a bunch of past episodes. Uh Uh-huh. Did you see the hints? Did you figure out what's going to happen? Wait two weeks. See ya.